So my question for you guys this week, it's a little weird because here it is like into January and I'm still talking about Christmas, but it makes sense because right before we recorded this, we spent the past, I don't know, half hour or whatever, uh, finally opening the presents that we've had for each other. Uh, thanks to, you know, COVID and thanks to me being out of town for work and all this and that. So this is why it's on my brain. But anyway, my question for you guys, what was your favorite Christmas present growing up? Or, you know, in Tabitha's case, what was your favorite Christmas present like last year? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tabitha, let's go ahead and start with you. So... My family did not do Christmas presents, and I don't have any memories of a childhood Christmas present, except for one, which I still have. Um, It's kind of sad, though, so you guys get real prepared. Get your sad phases on. Um, The year before, my dad died in June. The Christmas before, he was an over-the-road truck driver, and I was 13, and was starting to get very like, I'm too old for that. Um, but my dad brought me home this big stuffed Angelica doll from Rugrats. And I was like, oh my God, I'm too old for that. That's so lame. And I like remember it actively hurting my dad's feelings. So then I was like, okay, it's pretty cool. And it's like the only thing I still have from my childhood. <laughs> it's living in a box in my basement. It is. Because where the hell am I going to put that as an adult? But... I still have it. And I went through like a weird stage where I put a bunch of stickers on her shoes. So now she's hip and cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine is far less sentimental. Um, mine was... Uh, so I was really big. Like any Star Trek The Next Generation toy that came out, I had to have. Um, they had... They came out with like this like playset or whatever, but it was like supposed to be like the transporter room, and it made noises, and you 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 would slide the thing, and it would make it look like your action figure disappeared or whatever. Uh, but yeah, that was amazing to me. I wish I still had that. Uh, funnily enough, not a word, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was in Fort Worth for the past month, uh, Fort Wayne. Why did I say Fort Worth? I don't know. I was, I was in Indiana, not Texas. Long way, the di- different direction. <laughs> um, when I was in Fort Wayne, um, I made it a point to check out any and all comic geek shops, you know, whatever. And this one that I went to, it was in an antique mall. It was kind of weird, but whatever. Uh, but they had that same thing. Oh. I came so close. I came so <laughs> close to buying it, but I didn't. Uh, Lydia. So it's, this took me a second because for most of my like childhood, I don't remember having a favorite toy, but I always loved like waking up Christmas morning going, oh, look at all these things that weren't here when I went to bed. And then as I was thinking about that, I all of a sudden clicked on the fact that one of those things that I woke up to one Christmas morning was a stuffed um, pink Power Ranger. Nice. Yes. And it's funny to me now because I, I am not a pink person. And I went through a phase, I'm like, I don't like the pink Power Ranger, blah, blah, blah. But I like the pink Power Ranger. But not because I like the color pink, but because, you know, she ends up with Tommy. And that's my favorite character. So, you know, priorities. But, you know. And Matt. Um, So the Christmas that I remember, I guess, the most um, was we always did, uh, like, big presents on Christmas Eve. So I remember coming home. And there in front of the tree was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 
turtle van. And it had like the kick out seat that the that the turtle could sit in and it had like the pizza shooter with it. <laughs> but not only was there the turtle van, but I had a I don't know, like a twelve inch stuffed Michelangelo turtle and two other turtle figures that I didn't have that I really wanted to go along with this turtle van that I could now play with. That was just the best thing in the world to walk in and see that in front of the Christmas tree. I love that we are all geeks through and through because every one of those is like the epitome <laughs> of, yeah. yeah. And also, like, I feel like in the right circumstances, we would go back and buy those all over again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're listening to The Geek Awakens with Mitch, Matt, Tabitha, Lydia, and Ticket. So the first uh, thing that I want to talk about tonight, um, originally was going to put it in gut reaction, but then I was like, um, I know that. I already know the answer to this. So uh, I wanted to start off with this also just because it's kind of an important topic. It's something that uh, is gaining speed um, in a lot of different libraries and things like that. Uh, But Tabitha, what's going on with the Ridgeland book purge? (sighs) (laughs) I've been like typing my notes for this. I had to keep like censoring myself because I was on my work computer and I didn't want IT to call me and be like, why are you using the F word so much on your Microsoft Word document? Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Ridgeland, Mississippi, uh, their mayor sucks and he's a bigot. We'll start there. Um, mayor Gene McGee um, is withholding $110,000 of funding from the Madison County Library Systems on the basis of his religious beliefs which is a full 5% of the annual budget for the entire library system. Um, He's demanded that the system purge all of its LGBTQIA plus books before they can have the funding. The library reached out after not receiving their first payment in 2022, and he explained that his opposition to homosexual materials went against his Christian beliefs, and that he will not release the funds as long as the materials are there. Um, The library then responded and said, we're a public institution, not a religious one, and that they serve the entire community, to which he replied, the library can serve whoever it wants, but I only serve the great Lord above. Um, The mayor has now stated that he was just responding to public outrage. This was basically because this one book was put on um, like display, and it's about a non-binary grandpa and the journey that his granddaughter goes on after his death to figure out more things about their life um the allocated tax money has already been appointed to the library based on you know a board and an alderman meeting and you know etc etc so it will likely be overturned but this town is still in negotiations with this main this mayor withholding these funds and the library is prepared to take legal action should they have to there has been a just this rampant banning of books that we've been seeing in the last couple of months and it just keeps getting worse and now we're working with something like this so 
I've also seen, <clears throat> and I don't remember exactly, you know, like what library or where or whatever, but like um, I've seen a couple of stories of the graphic novel Mouse, mm, which mm-hmm. is an adaptation of, uh, I don't want to say adaptation, but like it tells the story of World War II, but with mice as the main characters. Um, but like, you know, that book is also is getting banned a lot and everything yeah. like that. It's Holocaust Remembrance Day and they banned it today. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I didn't I didn't connect uh-huh. all of that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, today is Holocaust Remembrance Day and a I don't remember if it was a library or if it was a school, but somebody they did. They bound they banned mouse. Yeah. But going back to to Ridgeland, I mean first off, if you're the mayor of a town, I don't care if the population is seven people or seven million people, you you work for them. You know, you work for the public. Exactly. Um, you know, th- th- this is cut and dry separation of church and state. Mm-hmm. You know, you cannot do this just because it's against your religious beliefs. And that's and that's fine and everything. But if if that is such a big thing for you, then don't hold public office. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I uh, I follow George M. Johnson on the social medias. Um, he wrote the book. Uh, all boys aren't blue and he is an african-american that grew up um fighting to basically understand his own uh gender identity and sexuality um and i I listened to the book and it almost made me cry because it's just so powerful um but he's another one that that people are fighting like he posted the other day that boys aren't blue is banned in 15 states he's like and he basically goes thanks now my book is in its eighth printing so it's like, you know, those are the things you have to do. You have to, like, go get these books to fight back for, mm-hmm. you know, the, the banning of this. It's just ridiculous. I'm too annoyed to give more comments. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So moving on, i uh, got a couple press releases before we talk about uh, the pull list. Uh, first off, Vault has announced a new fantasy comedy called Quests Aside. It's written by Brian Schreimer with art by um, Ellen Gogu. Uh, so a skeleton, an apprentice mage, and an exiled princess work at Quests Aside. It's a local bar run by retired adventurer uh, Barrow. When the king has plans to shut the bar down, Barrow has to find a way to keep it running. Uh, it's kind of billed as like... It's always sunny meets Dungeons and Dragons, and okay. it sounds phenomenal. That sounds great. Yes. <laughs> um, Quest aside, number one will come out in April of this year. Uh, also, Z two and um, Guar of all bands <laughs> uh, have announced a new graphic novel uh, called Guar: The Duoverse of Absurdity. Um, Matt is feeling emotions. The- there, the dual meaning of Guar having a graphic novel is just. <laughs> sorry, I can't. I can't not comment on that. So, in this uh, in in this graphic novel, uh, a filthy alternative alternate dimensions incarnation of Guar infiltrate our world, and it is up to the shock rockers to save us all. Uh, Guar the. <laughs> Duoverse oh of Absurdity God. will be released in May. Um, I don't necessarily consider myself a Guar fan, but 100%, I want this in my life. Yeah, I need to read this because this is 
absurd. I don't want any reality where Guar is our savior. <laughs> I don't even know that I want that in comic book form. I didn't even know who or what Guar was, but looking it up on Google oh. with some of the album names, I mean, it sounds very appropriate the way they're going with this. So, yeah, that that's a whole that's a whole rabbit hole you could go down for sure. Don't. <laughs> I mean. Guar or ICP? Guar. Guar. <laughs> That's really not even a competition. But see, I I'm know from who ICP a, is. I'm from a town way too close to the gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> <laughs> way too close. The gathering of the Tabalos? Never say that again. <laughs> so that should be tonight's episode? I will murder you in your sleep. <laughs> you so don't know, you don't know where I live. If you're into your own personal demise, then I guess I can do you a favor. All right. Well, uh, before before I do any more damage to myself, let's open up the pull list. And we have uh, two books to talk about tonight. Uh, the first one is Rick and Morty, Rick's New Hat. It's out February 2nd from Oni Press, written by Alex Firer with art by Andrew Dollhouse. So, Rick and Morty buy a new hat that causes space, time, and reality to unravel in this multiverse-spanning comic event. Uh, Using that term very loosely, but... um, (laughs) Tabitha, I know you had a chance to read this. What'd you think? So, I usually am super into the... the, uh, Rick and Morty. Morty. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Graphic novels that we get. Like, they're usually some of my favorites. This one kind of fell flat for me. Um... This didn't really feel like a Rick and Morty episode, which most of them have always kind of felt like. This almost felt really jarring because they were trying to cram so much into it. And there was a lot of bouncing back and forth, which isn't unlike Rick and Morty, but usually it's done a little bit more smoothly. And I missed the like smart, snarky comments and like the intelligent humor and the banter that we usually have. And it felt like they exchanged all of that for fourth wall breaks. This kind of just felt... It fell flat, and I am I am sad. I like I enjoyed it, but at the same time, like I was finding myself getting kind of annoyed. So, will I continue to read the Rick and Morty graphic novels? Absolutely, because they entertain me. But was this my favorite? No. And I mean, and to be fair, you know, you, you may have felt annoyed, but like, when do you not? Mm, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say when I'm sleeping, but sometimes I. I dream of annoyance. So. Um, true. <laughs> um, so out now from Tokyo Pop is Double Volume 1. It's by uh, Ayoko Noda. Uh, so Yujin and Takara are actors in the same theater troupe and live next to each other. Uh, Yujin is determined to see uh, Takara succeed as a world-renowned actor. Um, so fun fact, guys. Uh, my time in Fort Wayne... Um, for whatever reason, I've gotten into manga. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm so it, proud. <laughs> <laughs> well, it started because, like, I keep seeing uh, people talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And so I saw, like, the first edition of that or whatever. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. I'll pick it up. And I, I, I ate that shit up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I kind of like started like looking at others. And yeah, I, I brought home a, a lot of manga and it's kind of weird, but you know what? I'm here for it. So <laughs> you can borrow if you want more. 
fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I really liked this. I really liked this book. Uh, it was. It's nice to read. A, you know, a graphic novel or a manga or whatever that's not supernatural or full of superpowers or whatever. And that's definitely what this was. This was just, this is the story, you know, of an everyday kind of life, you know, type of situation. Um, I really like the dynamic between these two characters and how, like, it's kind of humorous how there, there's one scene where, like, basically uh, Takara become like, has a meeting with like this uh, uh, agent and she kind of points out it's like, but Eugene, you kind of do all this already. Uh, I don't know. I just, I found myself really enjoying this book. Um, and I know that there are a couple more volumes in it, and I'm kind of excited to see where it goes. Uh, Matt, I think you also said you read some of it. I did. Um, I actually got through all of it um, and I did enjoy the story. I like, like you said that this was not, superhero supernatural it was just a story about these two and their journey to become actors and you know when they start in the same troupe um their relationship and their coexistence is super interesting and i know that there's something else kind of going on with takara and i kind of hope that you know if we get volume two that you get more of of, of an explanation of what that is because there's one point where he is on set for this TV show that he's doing and he is just he's completely completely blowing his opportunity like he's screwing up the scene he's screwing up his lines and he runs away and he ends up calling Eugen and Eugen like talks him down next thing you know the star of this show is like absolutely in love with Takara and his ability to play the character and wants to see more of him and all of this. And like, there's something else going on with Takara and I, I need to know what that is. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and what is Eugen's almost like reason behind being so supportive aside from just being a friend? Like, I feel like there's something else there and I kind of want to know why. Yeah. Um, yeah, reading, like, at the very beginning, like, I kind of felt like Eugene was very jealous of Takara, Mm -hmm. but, like, that goes away pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, I, and that, that would have been an interesting story in and of itself, Mm -hmm. but that's not the story that, that we're being told, and I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm definitely liking where this is going, and yeah, I'm, I'm interested for more. So um, let's go to trailer takedown. And we only have uh, two movies or two trailers to talk about this week. Uh, Man, you guys are going to, you guys getting spoiled by this, you know, just single round trailer (laughs) takedown. (laughs) Just wait. Just wait. Super Bowl. After oh, the Super Bowl, trailer, yeah. 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 Might have to devote like the entire episode to that. That'd be fun. Or we could just have bonus like, a episode. Bonus. Bonus. bonus episode, yeah. <gasps> bonus go. content. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give us money, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, since both of these trailers came from you, uh, let's start uh, with you. And it is, so we've got Murderville going up against Our Flag Means Death. So, Murderville is a partially scripted um murder mystery uh executive produced and starring will arnett and he has a trainee detective with him every week that is a special guest celebrity celebrity guest um marshawn lynch uh sharon stone uh 
Conan O'Brien. Yeah, Conan O'Brien is in it. Um, Ken Jeong is in it. Like the the guest stars are quite varied as far as how this goes. Um, maybe it's because we're getting back into watching Arrested Development lately, but this looks hilarious because the super the the guest stars don't have the script. They're ad libbing everything. Will Arnett is the one that has like the general script of how this is supposed to go. And at the end of each episode, it's a limited series. The special guest is supposed to determine who the murderer is in this particular story. Um, this trailer is fantastic. I love it. It's hilarious. I laughed out loud multiple times. Um, I know Marshawn Lynch has been, um, you know, ragged on for his, uh, press conferences when he was in the NFL, but some of his lines in this, in this trailer are like, yes, I feel that this looks great. I love it. It looks fantastic. Can't wait for all these episodes. Um, and then our flag means death is a pirate comedy from Taika Waititi, um, which we kind of knew this was coming, but this is the first trailer we've gotten for it. Um, also this looks irreverent, and hilarious. Um, you know, the captain for this crew is not quite all there um, and not necessarily a good captain as far as you could tell from this trailer. So um, definitely interested to see this show and how this all plays out too. Um, I am, uh, I'm probably more likely to watch Murderville. So I'm going to go six points for Murderville and four for Our Flag Means Death. This was really tough for me because I really liked both of these trailers. Um, Murderville, I had no idea was a thing until you know you you had posted about it, and yeah, it's just it's it's phenomenal. It's a it's a great concept. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Our flag means death. We've talked about it a few times. Um, I've been excited about it. Seeing the trailer though, um, y'all know that. Leslie Jones is my girl. And <laughs> <laughs> so seeing her in the trailer, I was like, okay, I was already going to watch this show, but now I'm going to watch this show. Um, I wanted to go five and five, uh, but actually I'm reverse. I'm reverse Matt. Um, because the only reason why I gave our flag means death six points to Murderville's four is just because I knew about our flag meets death. And so seeing that got me a little bit more excited. Um, Murderville, I'm totally pumped for, but I was like, huh, this is a nice little surprise. Um, Lydia. So Murderville, when I started watching the trailer, I was not amused. I don't usually like that kind of comedy anyway. And I'm sitting there going, okay, it's another one of these trying to be slapstick not very funny things okay and then i watched a little bit farther and realized oh okay these ones th these guys don't have scripts and they're making this up and oh okay yeah getting my attention okay yeah this is <laughs> this is kind of funny yep yep okay you got my attention I'm, I'm amused um our flag means death immediately caught my attention much more up my alley just because pirates, I guess, apparently are part of my thing. Um, <laughs> but I'm say so one of the lines that immediately got me from that one was, "What are we gonna do? Bottle it all up? No!" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I feel that. <laughs> I feel attacked. Yeah, a little bit. Um, they both look a lot like a lot of fun and. But overall, I think of the two, I could see myself watching. Our flag means death. 
over Murderville. So I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna go seven for our flag means death, and then three for Murderville. Tabitha. So this is really hard because I really liked both of these trailers, and I love Will Arnett more than life, and the idea behind Murderville just super creative. I love it. However, pirates. <laughs> <laughs> this is that sea shanty TikTok again, isn't it? It is. It Damn is it. so good, though. It's so good. It's the best TikTok. I don't know what to tell you. I don't TikTok, so I have no idea what you're talking about. Sea shanty TikTok is a thing. I don't know anything about it except for that sound when it comes on on like, her phone. <laughs> I don't TikTok either, but Facebook like shoves it down your throat. So yeah, true. I love sea shanties. <laughs> <laughs> it's really all there is to it here, guys. Um, this is the this pirate show, which our flag means death. The flag alone with the cat on it, like I just. <laughs> This checks all my boxes. It's like a period piece, but like with humor and pirates and pirates. So I'm going to go <laughs> eight to Our Flag Means Death and two to Murderville. However, if there was a town called Murderville, I would petition everyone to move there. Because <laughs> that would be funny. But like everyone or just the people that you don't like? And everyone that I do like, and that way we can be like, we live in Murderville. Don't come visit us or we'll murder you. Okay. I like that idea. I like it. So with a score of 25 to 15, our flag means death. Um, scallywags away with the victory this week? I don't think that's the appropriate no, use no. of the term scallywag. No. I think that implies, like, you, you scallywag. Yeah. I don't think so, scallywag is a noun, not a verb. So, Sails away with? So Mary Murderville had to walk the plank? That's a little better. Okay. I'll allow it. How about we just go into some gut reaction? <laughs> that works okay. too. Probably a good idea. Oof. Gut reaction. And we're going to start tonight with uh, a new Apple TV series with uh, featuring Kong. Uh, no, featuring Godzilla, actually. Oh, yeah. I did not read the notes correctly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Legendary Pictures... Uh, MonsterVerse, which does include Kong, um, is coming to Apple TV, but in the form of a live-action Godzilla series. Um, like I said, it is part of that same MonsterVerse. Um, it's going to follow one of a, a one family's journey um, in a in the world where these titans exist, and as they kind of come to grips with everything that's happening around them, and you know, um, all that. Uh, Matt Fraction is going to be serving as the showrunner. Uh, executive produced by Chris Black. Chris Black, um, and then one thing to note is that Legendary Pictures is part of Warner Brothers family. Um, so it was kind of pointed out, like, why is this on Apple TV if Warner Brothers, HBO, HBO Max, Legendary? Why is that? But at all in the same family? Um, basically, Legendary saw an opportunity for money, and so they said, "Hey, we have this idea. Bid for it." And pretty much right away, Apple TV became Apple TV Plus. Um, became the front runner, so it'll be Apple TV Plus. Um, no casting, no uh, release date yet. But uh, aside from the executive producer and showrunner, so um, I don't know. This could be interesting. I am going to go thumb sideways until we get more plot details or a trailer, um, because just the idea of following a family in this universe isn't really enough. I need the monsters. 
Lydia. I'm also going to go thumb sideways more on the fact that I think the idea behind it's cool, but it's not going to grab my attention enough to go get an Apple TV thing, which I don't have. So I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, I was ready to give this a thumbs down until you said Bat Fraction. <laughs> and I don't know if yep. you guys saw my eyes like kind of perk up for a second. Um, but yeah, so that at least earns a thumb sideways for me. I am with you, Lydia. Um, I currently don't have a subscription to Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, I am flirting with the idea of getting one. Um, a, because our friends from uh, the Front Row Network are obsessed with Ted Lasso and they keep saying, hey, you should watch Ted Lasso. Hey, you should watch Ted Lasso. Hey, you should watch Ted Lasso. Um, so Gotta between, rope you in. Yeah. So between... <laughs> <laughs> so between that and... Um, so also on my uh, trip to Fort Wayne... I kind of became obsessed with the musical Come From Away. You changed a lot in Indiana. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Indiana, Indiana cha- changed yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I would buy a subscription to Apple TV Plus for those things before I do for Godzilla, but still, um, I'm kind of here for it. Tabitha. Yeah. Without the monsters, I don't know that I am interested. Just following a family in the universe kind of sounds boring if i'm being honest so i'm gonna go thumb sideways uh sorry i just had a quick interlude that was the first shame of the year congratulations wow congratulations is it yeah wait no unless you guys forgot to tell me some yeah Yeah. i feel like i feel like you shamed well wait were you i don't what is time i don't know (laughs) okay so this is this is awkward, guys. Okay, so okay, so I was not on last week. Well, nobody was because on because we were dying. Yeah, I wasn't on on the thirteenth because I had a sinus infection. Right, that was the day that it was just yeah okay, mm-hmm. and then so yeah so it was so we did have an episode on the sixth, which was this year. Yeah, and you did shame somebody. I did, but I don't yeah. remember who. Yeah. Somebody's going to have to listen to the episode. I call not it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can outsource it to Matt's brother-in-law. He likes our podcast. Maybe he'd do a re-listen for us to get the deets. Probably. Yeah. Or we could just say that those shames don't count because I'm pretty certain that I had hey, one. Hey, Rob. Rob. <laughs> paging Rob. I need you to go back and listen to the previous episodes and count the shames and text them to me. Okay, thank you. Bye. <laughs> And then make sure to send them to your friendly neighborhood secretary. Yeah, I'll do that. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, moving on. um, We have another NFT story. And this time it's uh, from Kanye West. (sighs) Not even talking about it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Can you just leave? (laughs) I got the car keys, but okay. (laughs) Not Seth will drive me home. That's fair. I'll give you a ride. I got you. <laughs> I was about to say, he might be in bed by now. I'll wake him up. He'll be all right. I'll have to like, probably help you up into the Jeep, but. Yeah. Do you yes. have a step stool? <laughs> yeah, I was just about to ask if you have a ladder. I do. If nothing else, you can hoist her up. Yeah, there we go. And basket toss me into your car. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds right. So, do you guys remember the book of Jesus back in 2015? I feel like we talked about it on the show. Either that or I thought about talking about it and then blocked it from my memory. Sounds familiar. So they took the Bible and they replaced all mentions of God with Kanye. Do you guys oh, remember this? I do not remember no. this. Okay, well, that was a thing that happened. They took the Bible, they reproduced it, and they made it the book of Jesus. 
Of course they did. Okay. The it, same was it the King Jay-Z version? Oh, <laughs> All of you. Are you done? I don't want to talk about Kanye, but I want you to shut up, so I guess I will. So... <laughs> Now, that same group of people is coming out with the books of Ye. Ye? How does Kanye? Ye. Ye? Okay. Oh, Kanye. Got it. Just dropped the con, kept the Ye. Okay. <laughs> so, the books of Ye is an NFT project created by that same anonymous group of artists and programmers, making a statement about power in the age of hype. So, now they've made an NFT that's essentially the books of Jesus, but it's like the gilded bible version of the books of Jesus, complete with like artwork and like gilded pages but all of the people are kanye so you've got like joseph mary and little baby jesus not lydia jesus <laughs> little baby jesus um but they're all kanye and the art looks like medieval oh, artwork, like the same, like, you know, how like in the Middle Ages, they drew characters very strangely. They are all drawn like that, but they're all Kanye <laughs> and the face is very apparently Kanye. So they're all drawn like their bodies and everything like, uh, you know, like angels from the Middle Ages, but then their faces are Kanye's face. So Kanye is not directly involved with this, but I'm sure he supports it because he loves himself more than the moon. Um I highly recommend looking at some of these pictures because they've released like little snippets, but there's no price on this NFT as of yet that I could find. I didn't look that hard though because I didn't want ads for this to start appearing on my phone. Um, but when you buy it, you do get access to a boutique, boutique viewing room. Boutique? Boutique? Why can't I think of how that word is said? Um, viewing room, which is an immersive online experience where you can like turn the pages of the book of yay. So basically, someone's going to F around and make a religion out of this, and we're all going to be screwed. <laughs> Where's that mayor when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> the only time we need the Ridgeland, Mississippi mayor. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, thumbs. He's going to be a convert. <sighs> oh. To the Book of Yay, probably. Or the, yeah. I was trying to think of like what that would be called, but I don't want to. Um <laughs> Thumbs all the way down. If I had more thumbs, I would put them down. Matt. You can't have gilded pages on a digital anything. I like how that's what he like focuses on here. This this hurts my brain. Thumbs down. Lydia. I'm not even (laughs) in the religion that would care about like the fact that this is so offensive to this book, but no, just uh, no, I don't want it. All the thumbs down, all the way down. Yeah, I mean, Jesus H. Kanye. Um. <laughs> Did you say Conway? Kanye. I'm pretty sure he said Conway. It kind of sounded like Conway. Don't, don't bring Conway Twitty into this. What did he ever do to you? But uh, y'all know I like Kanye. Um, less. Oh, that is amazing. Is that it? is disturbing. Oh. Less, less so in the in the last I'm few done, years. I'm done. Um, but you know, I Kanye will always have a soft spot in my heart. 
but I cannot get behind anything that involves an NFT, so I'm still going to break down. That's where you draw the line. <laughs> the only good thing Kanye has ever done is shut down Taylor Swift. And I'm outnumbered in this room. I, mean, I just, just got awkwardly quieted here. <laughs> Tabitha, you're about I w- to fight, aren't you? I won't. I won't fight over T Swift. That feels like a lot of work. <laughs> she wouldn't want me to. <laughs> she just wants you to like write ten songs about it. Yeah, for sure. Or one ten minute song. You. I'm just watch saying. Your dirty rotten mouth, or you're gonna have to live here again. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was a sh- room. It's this basement. Right. That was a short engagement. <laughs> <laughs> Womp womp. Oh. Um, which, yeah, by the way, congrats. Yeah. Congrats. Okay, thanks. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and also congrats to you, because I don't think I said that on air either. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> 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 you know, it's only been, what, two, three months in this one? Yeah. It's all right. It's we, better late than never. Yeah. We've had we've had breaks, though. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. were on a break. Yeah. Oh. Awkward. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving on. <laughs> Uh, so it may have been canceled on Netflix, but Cowboy Bebop has received a comic uh, tie-in from Titan Publishing. Uh, in the four-part in the four-part comic, uh, Spike, Jet, and Faye chase an ex-gang member who holds a vest with which gives the wearer unlimited luck. Uh, thumbs up. Um, I've said on this show multiple times how much I love that Netflix show. I've started watching the anime as well. And I enjoyed that as well. And I bought this comic book, and I'm going to enjoy that as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thumbs all the way up. Uh, the only thing that would slightly give this a not thumbs up is the fact that this show got canceled. Tabitha, I'm just. I feel like it's New Year, New Mitch. Like you're suddenly into like all these <laughs> things, and you're just like expanding your horizons. And I'm just really proud of you. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> well, you congratulated everybody else. I wanted you to have a little thumbs up. That's fair. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. You're welcome. Uh, thumb sideways because I love that you love it, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Uh, so I have a question before I tell you where my thumb goes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> this is not that kind uh, of show. <laughs> wrong, wrong show. show. <laughs> New show. No. <laughs> no. I am. <laughs> I am not writing that down. I do not want to know what that what kind of ads that it's going to put on my phone. No. You can start getting some really weird ads. I already uh, do, but I don't need any more. <laughs> okay, so question. Um, is this comic book a like an adaptation of the Netflix show, which is an adaptation of the anime? Yeah. From what I understand, it's not an adaptation. Okay. It's like not really a continuation. Okay. But it's like a story set in that universe. Okay. In that case, I will give this a thumbs up because if this wasn't like a comic book adaptation of an adaptation of an adaptation, I was going to go thumbs down because why are you even readapting this again? But if it's in the same universe and just another story, I'll go thumbs up. Lydia. Yeah, I have to agree with Matt. Like, if they would, if they had tried to like tie it back into the original source material, I feel like that would be a bad idea because I know the TV show, the live action TV show, kind of skewed a bit from the originals. So, like, you already have two separate storylines. If you're going to try to merge those together, it's not going to work. So, the fact that it's not doing that, thumbs up. 
Uh, sticking with comics for a second. Uh, in the wake of the Devil's Reign event, Daredevil is getting a new number one. Uh, that said, the comic uh, will still have the same creative team, which is Chip Zdarsky and Marco uh, Cicchetto. And we'll continue with Matt Murdock under the cowl. I'm giving this a thumb sideways. Um, as much as I've loved this run of Daredevil and it's made me a fan of Daredevil, um, it's kind of interesting to give it a new number one, but not change anything about it. it but at the same time, I'm glad that they're keeping the creative team because, as I've said before, Chip Zdarsky can do no wrong. So, thumbs sideways. Tabitha. Yeah, it's weird to me that, like, nor- again, I don't read comic books in single issue, but normally when they come out and it's a new number one, it's usually a new creative team or a completely new story arc or a new person in the costume. Like, what's the what's the point, I guess, is my question. So I'm going to give it a thumb sideways. Matt. I kind of understand why they're doing it because it is like a like a restart for the character based on what I know of the most recent Daredevil event. But yeah, I agree with Tabitha. It's just weird that you would do a new number one with the same creative team. Usually that's when you change things up. Um, so in that and at that point, just like continue the story, same creative team, just keep going, build on that. Um, so I'm going to go thumb sideways. Lydia. Yeah, I don't really comic book that much, but yeah, same thing that you guys have said and what Matt just said. If you're going to do that with a, the same team, just continue it on. Just make it another arc in the same storyline. They do that all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So why not, why start over? Just make a, make a new arc and start a new sto- storyline from where you're already at. Yeah. Um, Matt, it is a little cold in here, so let's talk about Blizzard. So we did not get to talk about last week on how Activision Blizzard has now been purchased by Microsoft for an insane $70 billion. But they did buy the rest of Dairy Queen? I don't know. You got to turn it upside down and make sure it stays in the cup. <laughs> One for each of them. <laughs> <laughs> Madam Secretary, <laughs> I'd like to file no. a formal complaint. <laughs> Are we on our final written warning? <laughs> yes. You, you now are, yes. Mark the date and time. Uh, so, right after this announcement came that Microsoft was buying Activision Blizzard, um, Blizzard posted um, not, a whole lot of, not, not a whole lot of information, but just the fact that they are going to be creating a brand new IP, uh, intellectual property. It's going to be a survival game for PC and console. Um the post basically just says it's a place full of heroes we have yet to meet, stories yet to be told, and adventures yet to be lived. A vast realm of possibility waiting to be explored. Um, regardless of everything that else has gone on with Blizzard um, and Activision, which also, side note, um, the rumor is at this point that Bobby Kotick, who was a source of a lot of the malcontent um, and the awful things that happened at Activision Blizzard... Rumor has it that he's going to be out when the takeover finishes happening. He's going to get an insane payout, which sucks and is crap. But as long as he's out, maybe it'll help turn the company around. Regardless, Blizzard has always told incredible, amazing stories in worlds that you never really imagined. Um, And the fact that they're finally going to put that effort into a new IP... I think this is going to be great. I'm looking forward to seeing more details. I'm going to go thumbs up, even with as little as we know. Lydia. Yeah, I have to agree. I'm not, I've not done a lot of uh, 
like gaming with Blizzard uh, games myself, but I do know a lot about the various stories that I do, and they always have really good stories. So combining that with Microsoft buying them, Microsoft has a lot of great games as well. I think good things are going to come with this, so thumbs up. Uh, I don't have a dog in this fight, but the uh, two resident gamers are okay with it. So sure, thumbs up, Tabitha. Uh, Part of me wants to give this a thumbs down, mostly because I was mostly asleep and you went, (gasps) and I said, what? And it took you 30 seconds to explain to me what happened. So in that 30 (laughs) seconds, I was having like six different panic attacks (laughs) because of who I am as a human. And when you finally explained to me what you were (gasps) about, I was real annoyed. (laughs) So... Thumbs down for you. (laughs) Thumbs up for this acquisition. (laughs) The acquisition of Activision. Ooh. I'm surprised I said that without stumbling over it. I'm very proud of you. Amazing. (laughs) I I can't even say my name without stumbling sometimes. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of unfortunate things, Tabitha, uh, you've got a story about a uh, selfie gone wrong. Yeah, I was wondering which one of my things you were going to talk about because all of the things I presented this week are terrible. Um, (laughs) So I've lost all faith in humanity. So it took you this long. Yeah, it it truly did. This this and the other thing that I have to talk about tonight just like sent me like I just like eat me into space. Like I'm done. Um, Well, the other thing would be meet me into space. But let's not get there. Ew. <laughs> I'm horrified now, but okay. I hate you. Um, so in Canada, a woman drove out onto a frozen river, as one does. Um, and as she was being rescued by the townsfolk on their kayaks and canoes. Because, she, because Canada. Correct. She climbed out of her car, stood on the top of it as it was actively sinking under the water, and took a selfie. As the car was literally sinking into the ice, she's up there selfieing. And you can see the like rescuers like paddling in to get her. And she's on her sinking car taking a selfie. So she was driving along the river at 40 miles an hour. A bunch of people had seen her and were like, what is she doing? And then when the car inevitably broke through the ice, because it's a car... Uh, the townspeople were like, oh, we should help her again. They started paddling out to assist with their kayaks and canoes because Canada. Um, She was pulled into the kayak that was rescuing her literally seconds before the car fully sunk. And when she was asked what she was doing, she said, oh, I'm just having fun and I would totally do that again. So I don't know if she was experiencing some kind of mental breakdown, if she had a death wish, if she's just real stupid um there's so many options um all the above right um but yeah on top of her car her just taking selfies there's a real fun video out there if you guys are feeling froggy thumbs down obviously matt you know i know that canadians in general are thought of as super 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 nice people but even canadians should have let this woman die Like, if you're going to do something this stupid and then take a selfie about it, you deserve to go under with your vehicle. Thumbs down. Lydia. I'm just sitting here thinking that you know it's Canada and not America because everyone would have just watched as she sank. (laughs) But uh, I don't even, I don't know what to say. Like, don't drive your car on frozen rivers, first of all. 
thumbs down. Don't take selfies as you potentially drown. Yeah. If I have the time to get on top of my car and take a selfie. Selfie? How about selfie? Um, (laughs) um, I would like to think that I would have time to, I don't know, um, get to safety. (laughs) You know, like, uh, I don't know. Um, once, once you're safe, take the selfie of the the car in the you know frozen right. tundra or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, good on the Canadians for you know saving the woman. But if she would totes do that again, and she did totes do that again, I would really hope that they would just be like, mm, I see nothing. I see nothing. <laughs> I did your insurance cover that too? Like. It's not like you accidentally did it. Like she did it on purpose. She sunk her car into a river. I feel like her insurance adjuster had to be like, no. Well, I would hope so. What do you do with that phone call? It's like her insurance person. Like I just drive my car forty up. miles an hour down a river and then my car sunk. I just had this thought because you know I work in a dealership and I can just imagine this phone call now. Hey, uh, my car sunk in a frozen river. Is that covered under my warranty? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> my my thumb is as down as that car is. Um, was that car saved? Do we know? It, uh, p- p- based on the video, I, it was a very soggy car. It oh. was it literally like was uh, a submerged mm-hmm. submerged vehicle. So we talked at the beginning of the show about how much I loved uh, the Star Trek action figures as a kid. Uh, And in fact, even now, like those are basically the only toys that have survived my growing up. Like I have a box with all my Star Trek and a couple of Star Wars action figures, but I digress. So when I heard this news the other day, um, both child Mitch and uh, grown ass adult Mitch got (laughs) real happy. So, Star Trek action figures are coming back, uh, and Playmates are going to be the ones making them again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, starting in July, Playmates will release action figures from The Next Generation, uh, The Wrath of Khan, and Discovery. Uh, the figures will be five inches tall, just like the classic ones were. And the Next Generation and Wrath of Khan figures will also have uh, be on retro-style card backs. Um, thumbs all the way up for this. I'm super excited. The updated versions of the Next Generation ones look really cool. Um, also, like, really excited for the Discovery ones. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to get them, and I'm going to be very, 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 very happy about it. <laughs> yeah, giant thumbs up. If we come over in a couple of weeks and you're sitting here playing with them, I will not judge you. <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> Matt. Huge thumbs up. This is great. I love this. The stuff like this. Give me more of this. This is this is great. Lydia. It's like updated nostalgia. Is mm-hmm. that a thing? Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. It thumbs is up. now. Absolutely thumbs <laughs> up. <laughs> um, so, Matt, you have the first of three Batman stories. Um, so, Portal Games, who is a tabletop game maker, is doing a new Batman game. Um, it is also, like, they are known for a tabletop game. It's called Batman Everybody Lies. Um, it uses their their already in place detective system, um, and it does have some tweaks in the um, in the rules and everything for how this works. There's a new ability that's included in the game. Um, it's a narrative storyline set in Gotham City where you can play as Catwoman, Harvey Bullock, 
Vicky Lane, Vicky Vale, or Warren Spacey. Um, and during the game, you will cross paths with Batman, Poison Ivy, Mister Freeze, among others. Uh, it's roughly a two to three hour playtime. Uh, basically, the idea is that you go through and determine who is the guilty party. Um, estimated price is about fifty dollars, and it's supposed to release this summer. And I know that's a fairly fairly standard price point for a lot of these games. It seems a little steep to me, but again, you are paying for the license for Batman. Um, but still, I think this sounds really cool and would be fun to play even at a two to three hour playtime. So thumbs up. Lydia. I like that the uh, playable characters are kind of like lesser spotlighted characters mm-hmm. rather than, oh, you're going to play as Batman and you're going to play as Joker and you're going to play as like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I like that aspect of it. I agree. 50 bucks is a little bit pricey for something like this, but board games are expensive and yeah you're paying for the license more than you're paying for the board game itself but it sounds really cool i could see playing that with kevin and losing horribly so (laughs) thumbs up uh i'm giving this a thumb sideways i love the idea of it uh i'm not even super mad about the price point uh my only thing is like i don't have the attention span for a two to three hour game Mm. um if you give me like a half hour to an hour version of it okay fine um but yeah, like I, I would get bored and probably a little mad at it pretty quickly. <laughs> Tap them. Yeah, I am. This is my biggest problem with board games is people are like, this board game takes three hours to play through it. And I'm like, who has three hours to play a board game? Um, I barely have three hours to exist. So I'm going <laughs> to go thumb sideways. I'm not again. I'm not mad about the price. Board games are inherently expensive because of you know the art and everything and you are paying for the licensing of batman um but i agree with lydia about the characters like that's super cool like the non-traditional characters that you can play as i really like that so um ivory aquino has been cast as alicia yo uh barbara gordon's best friend who happens to be transgender transgender in the new batgirl movie um Aquino will play the first openly trans character on a live-action DC movie. Uh, we didn't talk about it last week, but last week they also released like the first image of Leslie Grace. Mm, Is that yeah? yeah. <clears throat> um, in the Batgirl Costume. suit, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I am so excited for this movie that uh, she is like uh, she has like the Batgirl of Burnside outfit on, which like I know like. That costume is very polarizing, but I love it. Yeah. Um, also, the fact that they're bringing in this character um, tells me that they're adapting, you know, that that time in Barbara Gordon's life, which is really exciting because, if I'm not mistaken, Gail Simone created that character. Um, so I just I, that's just phenomenal. I have really high hopes for this movie, and even higher hopes for a Gail Simone cameo. That'd be real Ooh. cool. But. Ooh. Thumbs all the way up, Tabitha. Yeah, I agree. Thumbs up. Matt. This is, again, one of those fantastic things that they need to do to include in in this world, in this universe, and with these superheroes. So huge thumbs up. Lydia. Thumbs up. So this is the last of three Batman stories, but the first <laughs> of two food stories. Creative <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? I'm proud of you. Yeah. So, Little Caesars has released the Batman Calzone. It's a half pizza, half calzone in the shape of a bat. The calzone is a it has a buttery tasting calzone crust uh, with white garlic sauce, cheese, and uh, julienne pepperoni, and it's paired with a pepperoni pizza. Um, the Batman Calzone 
is available now for $7.99 and is available hot and ready uh, from 4 to 8 p.m. Um, oh, man, guys, I love Little Caesars. I'm ashamed that I love Little Caesars, but I do. Um, and for that price point, I mean, I'm probably going to get myself a Batman calzone. My only thing is that I feel like Bruce Wayne wouldn't eat Little Caesars. I feel like that is too cheap for Bruce Wayne. However, it is not too cheap for Mitch Ladd. So thumbs up. <laughs> Tabitha. Um, you had me at calzone. I love a calzone. And I also love food that is fun shaped. <laughs> like fun shaped food is just like the way to my heart. So thumbs up. Matt. I didn't realize this was going to be available as a hot and ready. And for that price point. Yeah. I want to give this a shot. Thumbs up. Lydia. I now know what we're having for dinner for Kevin's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thumbs up. (laughs) All right. So, Tabitha, you have our last story for the night. And um, are we are we getting new face masks? Oh, we are not. Um, (laughs) So last week, Oscar Mayer released a baloney inspired face mask. Oh, no. It literally looks like a giant slice of bologna with eye and mouth holes cut out. The packaging even looks like the standard Oscar Mayer packaging with the yellow and the red. It's not just a gimmick, however, and it doesn't smell like bologna, which was my first question. Uh, They actually teamed up with Soul Mamas, which is a Korean skincare company. The mask has witch hazel seaweed and collagen which i now know more about what's in the mask than i do what's an actual baloney um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not edible so <clears throat> don't be an idiot <clears throat> don't put it on a sandwich don't cover it in mustard don't fry it um also it sold out on the first day because we live in a very weird world but don't worry it's back in stock now and i see you oh. all on your phones and i hope either you're just looking at the picture and not ordering it no okay <laughs> just looking at the picture that's disturbing yeah like i'll admit i didn't read this story before before air um i thought that it was like like a mask you know like COVID uh, mask. yeah a yeah. covid mask you know that, that we've all been wearing for the past two years um and so i was like okay i can i it's weird i could kind of get behind that but you know whatever um but this is terrifying yeah this woman <laughs> looks like she has no skin um or she's wearing someone else's yeah or that. <laughs> it's like silence of the lambs but with baloney mm-hmm. uh. my baloney has a face mask <laughs> oh no oh no <laughs> oh this is so disturbing that's very disturbing that's the bad- but like no go ahead <laughs> The bad thing is, you know, this was like invented by someone who has a child like bit holes in their baloney and just laid it on their face to be like, look, mom. I mean, but who didn't do that? Yeah. <laughs> I've never put baloney on my face. Oh, but you're from Hamilton County. You've done weirder things. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've eaten my fair share of fried baloney sandwiches, but I've never put baloney on my face. I have taken baloney rolled it up, microwaved it, and dipped it in egg. That's the thing I used to do when I was a kid. 
When I was a kid, I would just put mayonnaise on it and roll it up and eat it like a burrito. Oh, yeah, tasty. Mm. I like mustard on my bologna versus mayonnaise. I'm gonna go with mustard and cheese. Ew, cheese. Yeah. Ew. I like cheese on spam though. Does that count? I mean, this took a really weird turn. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, welcome to the show. <laughs> but like, but you 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 said that it already sold out on the first day. But still, like, who the hell is the target market for this? Influencers. I mean, mm. I guess. Weird, strange humans. I don't. I don't know. Not me. Not us. Mm. I. I mean, <laughs> I'm not gonna walk around with that on my face. Ever. It creeps me out. But it does disturb me that I know more about what's in the, the mask. face mask versus the actual bologna because I don't it's one of those things that like I don't want to know how the sausage is made and by sausage I mean bologna <laughs> like <laughs> what if what if the bologna is made from the same stuff I mean that's at least nice healthy witch hazel <laughs> which I don't think you're supposed to consume but seaweed is fine That'd collagen you can take it as a pill so I guess you can eat it I don't know <laughs> plot twist bologna is actually healthy for you uh... <laughs> <laughs> This isn't Fox News, Mitch. Stop spreading <laughs> false facts. We're going to get flagged. <laughs> Misinformation. I mean, it would be Fox News if we were furries. Ew. <laughs> Why do you got to say furries? So you didn't go with M&M's. Oh, my God. I was going to talk about that. <laughs> I didn't want to talk oh about God. that. Made me too angry. Branding. Oh uh, my! My M and M's aren't sexy now. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of people that got so mad about an M and M losing her high heels, I just you and, you people ain't got nothing better. To do. <laughs> I refuse to believe you don't have anything better to do. I saw this one meme on I think it was Facebook, but like. Uh, like somebody showed a picture of like because the green m&m used to not be a sexy chick m&m it used to be a male peanut m&m and so like the the meme said something about like uh you know you guys are all like attracted to like a trans m&m or something like that <laughs> I, I i'm not i'm not i'm not verbing it right but uh but yeah i was like oh my god that's hilarious uh, oh my lord uh. what a time to be alive <laughs> is it though Every day I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we talk about other weird food news, I think I think this is a good place to uh, to wrap up this episode um, in a baloney face mask. Um, <laughs> that's going to do it for this episode of Geek Awakens. Uh, we'll be back next week, but in the meantime, check us out on social media. Uh, while you're there, give us some feedback. Tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on any questions comments or concerns then send us an email at the geek awakens podcast at gmail.com from all of us the geek awakens thanks for listening and we hope to catch you next time everybody say bye bye, bye.